Hey everybody, welcome to the Tech Effect Podcast. We are here today to kind of give you guys a, a what's been up lately. So we're post-spring break, we're pre-end of the school year, we're in that magical time known as testing season. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. I am with two other hosts. It's such a magical time. The testing fairy comes and no, so, okay, sorry. Um, yes. I'm I'm Ben. <laughs> The technology director for the uh, for Coloma Community Schools. And I am Tanya. I am a teacher at the high school, and I'm also a technology specialist for the district. You were a little delayed there, Tanya. Were you kind of like remembering what you were, who you were? <laughs> I had to think of who I was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's been going on, Ben and Tanya? Anything of, uh, of note that you guys want to update people on? Um, I was told to make my answer quick. So testing is going okay. We're, we're doing our best to, to make sure everything happens smoothly. M-step testing, uh, NWEA, all that stuff. That's kind of what we're wrapped up with right now, as well as getting ready for uh, a new phone system for the summer. So we've got an RFP out there right now. Uh, and vendors are coming proposals. in. That's right. And vendors will be submitting their proposals next Friday, the 30th. Uh, and then we'll take a little bit of time to evaluate them. But long story short, we should have new phone system over the summer. And that means a phone in every single classroom. Yay. Tanya's happy about that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Tanya, what have you been up to? Have you seen anything? Uh, you've been doing anything fun lately? <laughs> well, fun is questionable, but um, I have spent a few hours in the kindergarten classrooms uh, doing some introductory uh, coding with them and uh, just talking about kind of sequencing and putting things in a certain order in order to accomplish tasks. Awesome. Yeah, that's a part of that computational thinking piece. It's good to introduce kids to that as early as possible. Um Lab for me, I guess for me, I've been uh, I've been filling in as a principal in one of our buildings. So I have been <laughs> beyond busy doing principal things, which there were quite a few things happening and overseeing testing and wearing two hats as the principal and the testing support for the last couple of days. Um, so it's definitely been a, a very interesting and busy time, but I am kind of excited to get back to some grant planning next week. Um, and really be able to put my efforts and focus on that, um, as well as supporting technology and more testing, because it seems like testing is filling my calendar for the next six weeks. So good things there, good times, and we're we're kind of ready to go with that. Fun. Yeah. So, all right. So in this next part, we've had an influx of tickets come into our desk asking for help, which first, I will speak for the whole team. Thank you very much for using that as our system. It's super helpful for us to stay organized, but we had a lot of questions about you know, what kind of tool should I use or what should I, you know, how can I go about this or what can I do? So I wanted to take this next segment today and just kind of talk about um, some specific tasks and some of our favorite tools and recommendations and things that we can come and support um, with that. So the instructional tech side, we can come and support um, that piece of it. So here is kind of our three areas. So we've had some questions about video creation. We've had some questions uh -huh. about photos and editing yep. and work. And we've had some questions about some different presentation software. So pretty straightforward stuff. Yeah, we're not we're not reinventing the wheel here. We still like the round shape. Um, but 
what we kind of like what I wanted to do was was float a balloon of some ideas out there. All okay, right, I've got, I've, I've actually, possibly I've actually got let's, some. Let's float like, that I've balloon. I've actually got some ideas. I've got some balloons floating. <laughs> All right, hit it. Like, what, what was the first one? Yeah, video creation. Video creation. Video creation. What's your favorite video creation tool? Well, it depends on what kind of video. I mean, what are what, what kind of video do they want to? Are they talking about editing videos, or yes. are they talking about video creation? Well, That's a very diplomatic political answer. For me, for me, it's uh, for me, it's iMovie on iPad. It's dead simple. Just capture the you capture the video on the device with the camera app. Boom. Mm-hmm. iMovie. Do some quick cutting. Get out all the bad stuff. Put a little title on it both ends and then poof there you go we actually have ipads available to do that throughout the district and it depends on which building we have more quantities or smaller quantities but tanya you probably have a different idea for chromebooks well there is always the trusty we video mm-hmm. yeah um we video uh is better if it's paid but we don't have that subscription uh in the district um currently but um it is it's pretty much a one-stop shop i mean it is it's very similar the the capabilities are very similar to iMovie it is free like you there is a free version there there are Um, limitations to it yeah but there are limitations exactly yeah yeah so my suggestion would be would be we video I, i came across a couple of other ones um but that one is is probably the better of the other choices. Solid, gotcha. solid choices. Um, to kind of keep it different, I'm going to toss Adobe Spark out there. I love working with oh. Adobe Spark because you can bring some quality pictures or some videos in and then kind of use that um, and go that route so that you are able to uh, kind of go that that next step and then it's got a really right. nice voiceover feature so that you can feature your kids voices which i love and, so. and and i've got so much stuff going on in my head i totally forgot we actually set that up so it's available for all of our users it's free and teachers mm-hmm. and students K-12. can log in with their yep. coloma account and Copa do protected. video projects so yeah right there so awesome. do they do they have to can they does it have the capability of recording the video right in adobe spark or do you have to do you have to record it somewhere else and then import it into Import. Spark? Okay. So, but so they, have a, they, they have still a need, so you still need something. Yeah, okay. And they have a collection of open source, um, Creative Commons license, public domain videos and, and things that you can use to do voiceover work. Plus I have a whole list of other things that we can do. So as we're kind of moving forward with that, photo editing and working with photos, like what do we have? So Tanya, lead us off again. Oh yeah. I'm good at this one. So there is one called Pixlr, um, okay. P-I-X-L-R, mm-hmm. uh, that is a free, uh, basically a free version of um, Adobe Photoshop. It is, uh, it's recommended by a lot of top professionals um, in the field that, uh, that deal with free um, photo editing. How do you spell it? Just so if anybody's out there, because I don't do a very good job of putting links to things in like a show description or something, but how do you spell Pixlr? Yep. P-I-X-L-R. Pixlr. You know, it's an internet company if it leaves out vowels, right? So, (laughs) Ben, what do you have for photo editing? (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, there is a fantastic Chrome app called Google Fire that will automatically add googly eyes to all images in your web browsers. And that's Perfect. that's that's all I got. I'm old that's, school. That's so, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm old school. So uh, yeah. uh, my choices are all um, uh, either iOS or um, Canva. Canva's a good one. Yep. Um, Canva. Yeah, and that's there's so also much- there's also PicMonkey. If mm. anybody has it, the PicMonkey actually does some really cool um, things with like uh, putting more, multiple photos together. Cool, right? For me, one of my favorites is uh, Google Slides for that. So I'm going to leave it there because you can do a lot with Google Slides and crop and add and and do the different things that you need to do to annotate or ThingLink. ThingLink is pretty cool because you can take a picture and put a yeah. hotspot on and then go over it and it gives a, a pretty cool way to kind of do that. So two different things there. Last category, presentation software. Tanya, kick us off. So I'm going to go back to Adobe Spark. Um, I think that it, it has magical powers, ma- lots of capability, lots of uh, um, options. Uh, you can, like Dan said before, you can voice over, you can add photos. Um, so it could basically be your PowerPoint, but it could be, you know, recorded and um, and played back kind of in a video format. I, I'm there, and you could even do like websites and all sorts of cool things. So yeah. Adobe Spark is really is really powerful. Yeah, Ben. Okay, oldie but goodie. Again, showing my age, Prezi. Prezi. Ooh, yeah. good one. Prezi, yes. Pre- I was Prezi, actually thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I mean, it, it had its heyday and everyone used it. And like, oh my gosh, students use it like crazy. So it got overused. But I think there's some really great opportunities to really get creative with that whole changing of size and moving around this giant canvas and everything. I, I like I like Prezi because it In the, uh, opens the up the possibilities. For motion sickness for yes. your audience were always fun. So right. um definitely kind of there. For me, presentation software, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention one that Ben mentioned last time and go Canva. And Canva is really cool because Canva would probably actually fit all three of these categories. It's kind of a one-stop shop, a lot like Adobe Spark. Um, mm-hmm. And when you kind of look at it and think about it, like there's an option now that you can kind of create a quick, easy, exportable video with an education account in Canva. So definitely something that maybe our department needs to explore how we can get kids signed up for that. Um to kind of have that as an option. So those are some tools. If you guys have questions about it or want more help or want to in- integrate some of those into your classroom, we are the team here to help you. So please yep. don't hesitate to reach out. All right, and we are getting down to that last segment. We're gonna read this. The Stump Us question right now. And we're gonna ask a new question. Um, no, 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 from- what about the other question? So we're going, to reco- we're going to cover it, Ben. Like, oh, well, well, I know, but you just immediately said we're going to ask a new question. So I got, I got, I got nervous. We are going to ask a new question. I got nervous today. that I wasn't going to, that we weren't going to earn a point. It's the hook to keep people coming back, Ben. Because oh. <laughs> so. after they've listened to 10 minutes of this scintillating <laughs> conversation. Correct. Yeah. So last week, Melissa Davis submitted a question that's asked us, what the UPC code? PIN number and ATM machine all have in common and HIV virus. Those are all, what do those all have in common? And we said after a few minutes that the duplicate, the, the, the last letter in the acronym is the, is the word that we put after it. And I don't yep. know how to explain that better than that, but like the universal product code, code, yep. the 
personal identification number 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 the human immune virus virus and then the automatic teller machine machine yep. is is what's there so we got a point yes yeah booyah so um, this week's question comes oh from my gosh. Mr. Michael Glassman and it is the stumper hey i know him you, you, we all know him he is he is he is mr glassman shout um, shout, shout, shout out to mike glassman the best yes. dang it technician in the county i'd go in the region Woo! so i don't all think right. anybody else has it as good as we have it with mr glassman i i so, know i know people don't have it as good as we do so, yeah all right here's his question and i'm going to put it to you guys in regards to motherboards so count okay. me out <laughs> Which is the smaller version of a motherboard, the micro ATX or the mini ITX board? So, oh my gosh, getting super technical here. Right. Gosh, of course, that makes sense coming from Mike. Um, Micro ATX or mini ITX. I've never, I've, I've built a handful of computers in my day. I've never used the ITX format, always the ATX. Uh, I'm going to go with the micro ATX. Because right. micro, micro smaller than mini. Is that true? Yes, that's okay. totally true. Okay. According, cause it's 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 because it's not metric. It's the uh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's imperial system. Tanya, you want to take a stab? Fifty <laughs> percent chance. Uh, um, I I I do like Ben's uh, computational thinking of micro is smaller than mini, so I'm going micro. Okay. I'm going to go mini so that I have bragging rights or you guys can make fun of me. One of the two. So there we go. Gotcha. All right. So Fair enough. that's our episode. You guys want to know who's right and who gets bragging rights or who gets made fun of. Got to tune in next time to the tech connect podcast from Coloma community schools. Yeah. Hey. So thanks for tuning in everyone. Have a run- wonderful rest of the week and a uh, joyous testing season. <laughs> See yeah. you soon. Ha, ha, ha.